chop up, this is the chop up This is the chop up and no one can do it lava My name is Cam G, the coolest, allow me to do the honor I'm with my sister Toya G and she's straight out of KC Moved to the west coast but still gon' keep it G We got together to give the people something that's free The chop up should come off organically Cause on the mic, on the phone, we gon' have these conversations anyway And make sure you chop it up with us on the social media And you can chop up any day cause you can stream us in any place And then I say I was Cam G, the coolest What's really real? This your boy, George Lee, a.k.a. Consciously, bringing y'all this episode of Chop Up, The Chop Up, where we keep it chopped up, not slopped up, trying to get your top up. Can you dig it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got, hey, shout out to Cam G. You know, we got Toya G, you know. What's going on? We got we got Damo, a.k.a. The Plug. What's cracking? You know, and, and, and just, you know, we, we got to bring it in. How y'all doing this week, though? It's another week. It's been a hectic week on the cool. I mean, everything from forest fires to midterm elections to mass shootings to, I mean, some good music actually been coming out a little bit. So it's a whole lot going on this week, but we are here. I'm but, surviving. Hey, I appreciate how you went everywhere too with that. <laughs> everywhere. It's crazy. What's really real with you, Damo? Man, nothing, man. It's, uh, it's, it's like you said, it's a lot. It's a lot. So... Let's get into it. You know, you know, let's 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 get on into it then. Make sure we get into it and keep it really into it. You know, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey man, let's let me, talk let me about chill. It. Let me chill. You let's are. talk about it though. All right, we're gonna jump into the reality chopper. And for this conversation, I you know I I have I feel a bunch of different ways. I don't think that it is possible. Maybe you all have decided how you feel about this particular topic or issue but i think in a world where we have had so many mass shootings i think i saw a post today that said on the 311th day of this year 2018 we have had 307 mass shootings um in america since january 1 2018 so almost the same amount of mass shootings as it is days of the year um not to mention just as black folk you know, we have our own intimate, probably, experiences, relationships, uh, perspectives on guns and gun violence, considering, I mean, all of us grew up in some form or fashion of the hood, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Kansas City, Missouri, uh, the southeast side of my city. Uh, George Lee, what type of, what, what part of Bryan, Texas you repping? Hey, shout out to West Sides, 2-1, you know what I'm saying, you know, that's where I'm from, that's why, that's why I learned from the best on the West, but shout out to everybody, 2 on East Side, you know, Bitter Lane, you know what I'm all saying, right. uh, all, all right. the hoods, you feel me? And then Dominique got a little bit of Kansas City, Mo and KCK in them. Kansas, yeah, you know, I'm just Kansas City, born and bred, you feel me, uh, both sides. Both sides. But I say all that to say, you know, that's one half of the coin with kind of our relationship with gun violence is just living in a society where you can go to the movies, to a concert, go to a, a bar and get shot up. And then you see what happens in our community, stray bullets, people dying, getting hit, whatever. But then the other side of this equation is, I mean, black people are in a state of emergency. They are being targeted. They are being killed. They are being taken out of the game. And so for a bunch of different reasons and because of a bunch of different events, there's also this side of the coin that's like black people should have guns, right? That we should be 
uh, getting trained, that there are different movements that are, you know, getting black people together and getting into the shooting range and encouraging them to buy guns and stuff like that to protect themselves. Now, I'm kind of conflicted about guns and black people having guns and getting guns because I think that's has the possibility of making us a bigger target, right? You remember the last radical group of people who walked around with guns and, and kind of brandished guns as, like, just their, you know, civil right to do as a means of protecting themselves? It was the Panthers. You also know who does not exist as a uh, functional, uh, representative, political party that represents the needs of black people anymore? The Black Panthers. And so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a real tenuous, tenuous relationship that I feel like socially and politically I have toward guns because in some regards they trash and terrible and do terrible things and in other regards black people deserve the right to protect themselves from people who you know start picking fights from you know permit patty to uh sweet Susie to whoever else you know what I'm saying like it's blocking people from getting to their apartment and, and doing all types of crazy stuff it's it, I ain't saying yeah, people man. deserve to be shot I'm with you on this I feel like I'm so, with you on so this I'm with you on this one I'm, I'm, I feel I feel like for for me I kind of I kind of echo the same sentiments of you where I got mixed feelings about black folks having guns because I know how much stigma I know how much stigmatization is attached to black people kind of already being seen as a threat. So once we start having niggas being like, yeah, you feel me? I'm about to advocate and encourage other black people to get guns. It's like yeah. shit. We automatically gonna be seen as gangs. You know what I'm saying? Or be seen as you know what I mean some potential terrorists. You feel me? Because, you know, like, you know, the white folks said that the Black Panthers was the biggest internal threat to, you know what I'm saying, American, you know what I mean, security. So it's like, shit, if that's what they said about black people being legally, you know, aware and toting guns, shit, I can't imagine what they'll do if black people in droves start being like, we wanted to, you know what I'm saying, get, uh, have guns. Especially now because police get to just justify, you know what I'm saying, shit, nigga have anything and be like, man, I fear for my life. You know what I'm saying? Now we, they know we got, got guns. It's like you know, but I I don't, don't want to make that fear of kind of how black people get demonized to make it worse. Shit, I'm scared. You know what I'm saying for, for, for to be able to protect myself. You know what I'm saying. Well, but you know what I mean. Is, like it's reality. Else. I got and and, and that's I got, I, on that note. I got two particular thoughts. The first is that it, we can't we can't lump like black people and our experiences, uh, especially with guns. With like the mainstream gun narrative, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like if we, if we being real, we kind of grew up with mass shootings. Like if you think about like how you what you can like how you define what a mass shooting is, it's like when a, a firearm is discharged with a particular with a certain amount of a group of people, right? Mm-hmm. Think yeah, about yeah. all the people that we know that been in the club where a club and got shot up. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Set like, it off in this mother. Yeah, you, set it you, off. Yeah, I mean, we got, <laughs> It's, it's, so it's like, you know, our experience with mass shootings is like, hey, when you hear it, get down. Because it could, it could go off at any point. Like, functions that just didn't been shot up. House parties that didn't been shot up. Straight. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, how many times we look up in Kansas City, bro, and another child or just person been shot in their sleep. They just in their bed. Right. And somebody go blasting them. Right. So it's like, you know, yeah, it, it's, uh, th- there's definitely like this heightened sense of, uh, what happens like the like the the gun conversation, especially with what just happened uh, today, like this in morning, California, yeah. um, out here in Cali, uh, Thousand Oaks, mm-hmm. as wow, like that, like these instances of like, I don't care if you if you say they meant they got mental issues or if it's racially charged, 
at the end of the day, you know, white people are getting guns and shooting shit up. And that begs Definitely. the question, like, if white people doing that, why shouldn't we be strapped? You feel me? Why should we not have guns, too? Because as much as we want to be like, well, guns are bad and they're not good for society, the reality of the situation is when, like, how do we protect ourselves in, where, in, 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 in a place where the people that are targeting folks... Look like us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we can add some nuance to the conversation. I feel like I, I'm down. I'm down with niggas being able to have guns, but I feel like we can, like, when it come down to niggas having assault rifles, or really anybody having like assault rifles and AK-47s, you know what I'm saying? Shit anybody that people having, having like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like war. It's like, nah, we wilding now. That's Y'all what do, blows my nah. mind. Is like I don't understand what in a world of you know people make arguments about hunting. People make arguments about. You know the, the ability to defend you yourself, but why AR. do you need an AR? Why do you need <laughs> AR fifteen? Why do you need like the ability to shoot? Da, 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 da. Like I just like, I have not I've mm-hmm. not heard a compelling argument yet for why this type of gun. I really feel like if a nigga had eight bullets, I don't know how many be in the chamber or whatever, but if somebody had eight bullets and had to keep cocking it every couple times, that leaves and uh, some type of window. Of Man, I feel like you talking about you talking about the mechanics of guns. I think about this ad that had where pretty much you know we always talk about interpreting you know legislation, so we know that you know the, the Second Amendment is the right to bear arms. Well, the ad is kind of depicting or illustrating what type of guns they were shooting. You feel me regularly when they came out with that? You know what I'm saying that law, and it was like shit. They were shooting. You feel me like. Two bullets, two two shots, like in two minutes, three minutes, because they happen to load the musket gun up. It's like when they wrote that bill, they could not fathom people being able to shoot fifteen bullets, ten, like thirty bullets in a minute. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we got to be able to adapt and transcend. You know what I'm saying? The like like the amendments with what's going on right now, because the quote unquote founding fathers they they ain't, they ain't had this in mind. What we got now? Yeah, but the the idea was though. And even though it's kind of silly when you think about it, the idea is, though, is like, all right, if the government takes away our guns, how do we protect ourselves from the government? Right. Period. That's the, I mean, that's the argument. And, and, and the response is typically, well, if the government won't show ass, you're going to need more yeah, than guns. Say, yeah. like, you can't, like, you, you know having guns can't stop the but, U.S. military. But that's my black perspective, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's my perspective. But that's the idea, though. You feel me? And, and, and to an extent... Like, that's what makes guns such a crucial part of American culture is just because, like, we're, we're, we're a nation of dissenters. We have an odd relationship with our government in the sense that we, we, have a, we, we are more entitled when it comes to government than any other, than any other people. Like, um, you know, entitled to government, even though our government be doing less. Right. You know we want saying? them My to tell us what to do less, like, but we want them to do more. Right. So yeah. it's, 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 it's weird. But a part of that, though, is the what it, what the uh, founding fathers kind of instilled in what it means to be American, which is like, you know, we as the people, right to bear arms. We, like, we, we like determine the, the how we rights. live. You feel me? And with us determining how we live, that also means the government can't tell us what to do. And at the point where the government tries to tell us what to do, how you know how how are we able to you know fend that off? So I mean that's just the that's yeah, the on some minute man militia man type shit. Yeah, but that's some white shit. But I, I wanna <laughs> most definitely because we know because 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 to be honest with y'all because you know I feel like growing up in Bryan College Station, it's like I ain't really get to you know what I'm saying like I, I, when I was around guns. 
around niggas that had guns, we understood that, you know what I'm saying, we weren't supposed to have them, you feel me? So it's a particular way how we, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying, how niggas toted them, you feel me? Yeah. But it's like, man, my first time being able to travel, so I must have went to like, you know what I'm saying, we must have went to like a debate tournament, like a or something like that, you feel me? We in Washington. You know what I'm saying? The the plane is full of like I feel like Second Amendment. It's like Second Amendment people. I feel like they got they got like a, a biker club that's all about the Second Amendment. <laughs> they had like a whole bunch of biker jackets on leather. You feel me? And then you know what I'm saying? Like shit, they was just all about they right to bear arms. You feel me? And it was it blew my mind because I thought about like what would it mean for a group of black people to have on some leather jackets talking about Second Amendment, come get it type shit? You feel me? It's like. I think that's what the Black Panthers did and they justified exterminating them. You know exactly. what I'm saying? That's or I mean, you feel me? Or, 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 like, or we didn't even got to go to the Black yeah, Panthers. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like corn gangs or even like, you know what I'm saying? Fernando Castillo. He told, he, t- he told the police, like, I got the right to carry. You know what I'm saying? I got a license. I got, I got it. And they still shot him. You know what I'm saying? And he had to, you know what I'm saying? We gonna, um, actually, the, the NRA guy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a whole bunch. I got, I got, I got to say on this really. But, you know, I'm going to shut up now. Well, I mean, I, I, I guess... I want to I wanna hit a pivot in the conversation real quick because I feel like there is still, you know, we kind of talked about black people and their relationship to guns, but I think there's still this void that we haven't talked about about people and their relationship to guns because we also just have like a people problem in terms of going in public places and not really knowing what the hell to expect with the possibilities of guns breaking out, right? And I want to yeah. kind of be like only white groups of people are being targeted, you know, uh, a country concert and a country bar where they line step in and, you know what I'm saying, different military branches, like a whole bunch of different, I mean, high schools where it's not a, you know, it's kind of diverse, but it's a whole lot of white people. And so it's easy to kind of push this and pawn this off on just white people targeting white people. But then you look at Charleston, you look at a whole bunch of other instances of this gun violence. And I think still as people who patronize the public, we have to be hyper concerned. So here's my question to you all in that world where we still have to have some type of strategy for the possibility of a mass shooting in public. Like, do you all believe more guns are better? Like, do you feel like some of these issues, some of these mass shootings can be avoided if Fuck more people no. had guns? Fuck no. Or do you feel like, why, why do you feel like, if, if you disagree, why do you feel like that's a short-sighted or misguided perspective on how to solve this problem? Well, I disagree. And the reason why I think it's, it's, it's short-sighted is because it's the problem with more people having guns is because it in, it'll embolden more people. Like you will have more shootings. We more would think, self, more self deputized police right, officers. Exactly. Like we would think more so. Like oh, I can respond more so with the gun. You know. Now, I I think that in terms of um, you know regulating guns in general. I think that like I think that I think that's difficult like period just because pro- uh, prohibition has never worked. Anytime the government said you can't have something, we end up getting And that's it. people's biggest response to like gun regulation is like the black market is still going to be the black market so it's gonna be regardless worse. you can't yeah. Yeah, like, the black market is going to be worse. People don't like shit to be regulated so they just going to go outside draw outside the line. But but think but but the reason why I kind of want to take it back to like the black experience when it comes to guns is probably cuz it's been so normalized when it comes to us. And now that it's like a national conversation, it's something different. Because I want y'all to think about this. When you, when you, when we used to go to the club, especially, especially in the hood, mm-hmm. how did you feel if you didn't get packed down before you went in there? 
concerned as shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Hella concerned. You, like George, you you know you was the party man. You know what I'm saying? You threw the you threw the fuck sure. that people was coming to. Yeah. Security was key, right? You put 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 your hands up. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely, around. you have to have security. Yeah, exactly. So you know, the we we don't want guns in public places. Now, the, the, things like what happened, like like everybody say, we can't. It's no way that you could prepare for that. When somebody wants to do something like that. Like it's just like taking a truck and running up, running it up on the street. That's the thing about man. Terrorist I get, attack. but but I mean, I feel like I feel like I get what you're saying. I feel like like initially I agree, but after sitting here listening to you to, like talk about it and kind of linking some other things together, like I actually do get, I actually do kind of get the idea of more guns equal less uh, equal less gun violence. And this this hit me out. This hit me out. Like I get it, where it's like. You know, in terms of realism, you feel me? Like, especially when we, like, apply it to, like, an international, you know what I'm saying, politics type shit. It's like, the idea is that if more countries have nuclear bombs, yeah. the the likeliness of a country being able to use their nuclear bombs, they know everybody got them, you know what I'm saying, kind of decreases. So I kind of get it where it's like, shit, if niggas know, if, if people know, period, that people are more likely to have a gun that might kind of discourage them to go out and pull their gun now because they know it might be the, the consequences might be quicker, that, more pertinent. You know what I'm saying? Before, you know what I'm saying? I felt like it's just something to chew on, just something to think about. You nah, feel I'm about me? To like, fuck that you know up what I'm right saying? Now. I ain't even got to chew on it. I'm going to fuck it up right now. Check this out. Nigga, we know realism is wrong. You know what I'm nah, saying? That's why. That's why you're gonna feel that's why like it's nah, in general. I you I use the I use the framework of realism. And we know that people like we know that's not right. You know what I'm well, saying? I, but well, but I get actually it. I'm gonna provide a clear response to that though. And not even just that realism is wrong, but it's more so it's not a question of uh, it's it's a question of accessibility. Like the more people that have the more we make guns available, the more likely someone who shouldn't have a gun gets a gun you feel me like yeah. the more accessible that we make it the e- like and that's why like nuclear bombs is a bad example just because it's like yeah every like everybody having nuclear bombs to not have nuclear bombs means something until it's that one motherfucker that's like nah i'll kill us all <laughs> right, right you feel me and care. that and that's the thing about the the mass shooting conversation that gets missed is that the when when somebody makes a decision like that it's very little that you can do, right? Uh, actually, and, it's really and too, I think I, I think that Dama with what, you, what you're saying now, I feel like that's the distinction that I think I would make though in between like being at a black like space and place with black people in a in a shooting happen and it's happening to me public and being in like a, a space that's like I guess for white people or mixed people, you know what I'm saying? And it's more likely a white a white gunman. It's like when niggas do it at the at the party, mm-hmm. it's one or two reasons why he's doing it. He flexing and he's shooting in the sky to show he got that thing on him. Mm-hmm. Or he trying to pop one person and he ain't really tripping on what he gotta do to get that one person. You feel me? Yeah. When the white functions doing it, they really they on some shit. Everybody. Man, today's the day. Today's today. Anybody can get it, and I'm and I'm gonna let y'all know anybody can get it. I'm gonna shoot twelve people. You know what I'm saying? Like very rarely do you hear like man at the at the hole in the wall in Kansas City, at the hole in the wall in Houston, at the hole in the wall in Oakland, at the hole. You know what I'm saying? Nigga got mad and he shot everybody. Shot the strippers. Shot the shot the gun. Shot the, shot the nigga at the door. Shot yeah. the like man, that don't happen. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. I mean, and that's <laughs> that's almost textbook what happened at Borderline. I think is the name of the club in Thousand Oaks. Was like. Uh, they said my dude walked in with a flashbang situation, something to kind of distract people. Immediately start shooting people at the door, and then once he got inside, he just started shooting at college students. 
and eventually shot the first responder. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is... Oh, Sandy's like... I feel like that's the dude. That's the, that's the thing. It's like, when niggas shoot, shoot in the public spot, even if it's a park or something, or it's a gang shooting, it's like, they shooting at the other gang. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. Some innocent people, I might get hit, because we know, I feel like it's a universal saying in all hoods. Yeah. A bullet ain't got no name. Ain't no name. I know that. I, I, you know what I'm saying? We all heard that. You feel me? I know that's universal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I mean, it's like, shit. So, but I, I think one thing that I want to point out, though, one thing that I want to point out uh, in terms of prevention is that uh, what I heard him talking about is like a DEA agent was talking about how it's uh, it's called a um, a, a, a tragic tragedy triangle to where it's three things that happen before like a mass shooting like this typically take place. He's like uh, it involves a mental health incident, um, the police being called, and. Uh, and uh, uh, purchasing a weapon, right? When those three things, when those three things go together, like and and uh, like kind of combine, where we see uh, the traits of 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 that type of stuff happening, uh, like with this guy, for example, mm-hmm. um, they said that he he was admitted for PTSD. Um, he used to be real combative with his mother or whatever. Like after since being back from the military, like, right? His mother was, mother was like real kind and sweet, and he was just like real mean to her to the point where they had to call the police on him. Right. So yeah, the police got called out, and they had a whole crisis response team. Right? Yeah, and so and they determined he was he was not a danger to himself or others. I guess. Right. And and what they've discovered is that usually it, these three things end up taking place with with uh right before we see a tragedy like this. So. I mean, we need to be aware. We need to pay attention to the people we care about. Pay attention to our surroundings. That's the best we can do, though, to be for real. I mean, I and I kind of round it out by saying this. Yes, pay attention to our surroundings. Yes, definitely be more connected um, to what's going on with people and how they're doing and how they're vibing. Of course, it goes without saying that these are not all mental health issues, though. You know, I think, and that might be a different conversation than one that'll make this even longer, so we yeah. won't go there, but kind of the over writing and the over uh, explanation and over identification with mental health that a lot of these violences you know get latched on to that aren't really truly representative of what happened but I'm gonna speak from my personal perspective on the way we slide out this thing as a professor right as somebody in a profession where people have questioned whether or not like I should have a gun right or teachers in general in school should have guns or whether like pilots should have guns right because they are in these central locations where all these issues whether it be a terrorist attack or just some type of violence instance happens I don't want that responsibility I have zero desire to be the hero in, the, in, a, in an instance. Like, my students have had conversations. We've had conversations in class about whether or not they would want me to have a gun or whether teachers should have guns. And I'm just like, man, I got a lesson plan. I got to be y'all therapist. When you got uh, when you want to come to my office crying, I got to tell you it's going to be okay and give you leeway. I got to grade on time. I got to do all this stuff. And on top of that, I got to save your life. Like, I just Damn, you know, the like, burden that's put on other people to do things that the government should be in a position to do and regulate is just too damn high. And I think it's kind of crazy that we have conversations about how, you know, people who are in professional capacities or people just trying to live their lives now have to be, you know, the, the, the cow people, the cowboys, the cowgirls, the, you know, they keep order here when the police are not on, you know, or the law is not there to respond to these issues. And it's because we just have holes in legislation. Like, I honestly, God, I believe that. And that goes back to things like, you know, heavy magazines. Uh, that goes back to semi-automatics semi or automatic weapons. All of that stuff are issues that niggas shouldn't have to be concerned with. 
that the common citizen shouldn't have to be concerned with, that somebody who's just trying to go live their life should be should not be concerned with. And I just, I don't know. I hate guns, man. I hate guns. <laughs> I hate guns. Like, I am I disinterested you. in the presence of a gun. I think I held a gun one time, like, literally. I, Lord, I hope. And my family, my mom may listen to this. But I got handed a gun, and before they get it, it was so heavy and scary. Before they even let that hoe go, I was like, nope, you can have that back. <laughs> Like, I'm good. Like, I didn't even hold it completely myself. I handed that thing right on back because it just, it gave me the heebie-jeebies on the cool. Like, I was good. I mean, and this is a story for another day, but, you know, I'm, as a, growing up, I was a victim and my family was victims of gun violence. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a part of, like, it was literally a part of my upbringing. Like, gun violence was literally a part of my upbringing. That's a whole, that's a story for another day. You feel me? But, so I feel you. And luckily, I mean, luckily, I grew up in a country where niggas really fought more than they shot. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't now to people where I'm from now. They probably now them youngsters shoot now, but now them youngsters ain't where we are. When I grew up, you feel me in Bryan College Station, niggas just fought. You feel me? They just, you know what I'm saying? Boxed it, hopped whatever we called it in that time. You know what I'm saying? Hopping in the water, hopping in the paint, catching whatever we, whatever you feel me? We fought. You know what I'm saying? Now though, man, them youngsters shoot like they, they, they killing each other. They'll kill one me, you, they don't care. You know what I'm saying? They no, shoot. Ain't no code. They ain't got time for fighting. So you know what I'm saying? Shit, this 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 conversation, you know what I'm saying, is is is, is real. You hey, feel every generation say that though. Especially all black people say that. Like all black people say their generation was the generation that fought and the generation hey, after that. I'm everybody stand, I stand by it. These new niggas is something else. But <laughs> Again, we gonna wrap this one up. All I'm saying is people stay safe. It's really unpredictable yeah, out there. Safe. So it's hard to even say stay safe. But watch your back in your front because they shooting out here. What we got yeah. going, George Lee? Hey, with that being said, though, you know, this 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 this, this track we got coming up, man, for my people down in Bryan College Station, you know what I'm saying? Really, Bryan, Texas, Bryan, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? My partner, I went to school with him, my classmate, you know, uh, Willie, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's a high boy Willie, that's, that's, that's Willie spelled W-I-L-L-A-Y, you know what I'm saying? You can, you, 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 you can find him on really all your platforms, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we got this song, Money Talk. Talk future and OG Ju Genie, you know what I mean? Hot boy with Lay. Hey, hashtag chopped up, not slopped up. Let us know. Keep it or leave it. Let us know. Hey, let's do it right here. This money talk right here on the chopper. <laughs> Money talk, bitch I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk Money talk, money talk, bitch I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk I'd rather see paper go in a vault, rather than hear what you talking about I stack up my dough up in large amounts, and then I hit him with the money wall Money talk, money talk, bitch I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk Money talk, money talk, bitch I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk I'd rather see paper go in a vault, rather than hear what you talking about Money talk where I come from When niggas got it or they want some When niggas tell you let me hold some And still ain't pay you for the old one I'm my family, I'm the oldest one I show my brothers how to get them some Cause it ain't nothing like your own funds Yeah, it ain't nothing like your own funds Yeah, bitch, you know I'm a problem Don't push your luck trying to solve it 
See, I was gonna drop back in August, but I was preparing some coffins. You should approach me with caution. Fuck if you like how I'm talking. I know that this shit is my destiny. I know what some niggas gon' test a cheek. I know what some bitches that wanna fuck. I hit it like Rico and beat it up. I'm paid in full, she wet in full. I hit it like Rico and beat it up. When money was slow, had to speed it up. Hot boy, I'm on and I'm heating up. Ice on my neck, but my heater tough. Y'all talking about next nigga, we is up. Money talk, money talk, bitch I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk Money talk, money talk, bitch I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk I'd rather see paper go in or out, rather than hear what you talking about I stack up my dough up in larger amounts, and then I hit them with the money wall Money talk, money talk, bitch I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk Money talk, money talk, bitch I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk I'd rather see paper go in or out, rather than hear what you talking about I stack up my dough up in large amounts And then I hit them with the money wall It's a cold, cold world, get a thick cover Genie pull away like a big trucker Daddy long stroke, need a big rubber Yeah, my money talk like Chris Tucker I'm the best girl you will soon discover Money turn a good girl to a dick sucker About to shock the whole world and your old girl Big black butt naked nigga on the disc cover Boy, what is you doing? Put that thing up Sticker up, see the shit, throw the gang up Always been the same, never change up Look, you ain't talking about money, I'ma hang up My money talk, call it nigga needs My money talk, call it nigga needs Money on the floor, everywhere, and it's stacking up All the way up to a nigga needs I'm just trying to see what a nigga need Yeah, I'm just trying to see what a nigga need Yeah, I made the money talk, then I made the money walk Made the money grow, live like a centipede Yeah, that boy cool like a wanna breathe yeah, that boy cool like I wanna breathe When I'm hot like fried ice cream When I run up in the bank, I'ma tell him give me 10 of these Money talk, money talk Bitch, I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk Money talk, money talk Bitch, I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk I'd rather see paper go in or out Rather than hear what you talking about I stack up my dough up in large amounts And then I hit him with the money wall Money talk, money talk Bitch, I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk Money talk, money talk Bitch, I'm Chris Tucker cause money talk I'd rather see paper go in or out Rather than hear what you talking about I stack up my dough up in large amounts And then I hit him with the money wall back at it again you already know it is the chop up i know y'all just got done vibing too hard and too heavy to this money talk song shout out to my boy uh hot boy willie uh you can catch him on itunes all the platforms soundcloud everything like that this song was featuring uh what is it he a legend a brian texas legend george Oh, yeah. OG Jujini. You know what I'm saying? Been doing it for a long time. I heard, I heard it. George used to play it back in the day. Got the bars. So, hey, listen, find you, Jeannie. Find Hot Boy Willie. And listen, we trying to find you. So make sure you send your music to the chop up email at gmail.com. The chop up email at gmail.com. All we trying to do is let you slap. All we trying to do is get you some rotation. Get a couple people listening to you. You know, we on SoundCloud. We on iTunes. We on Stitcher Radio. We on Blog Talk Radio. So, 
people are tuning in. Make sure you're sending your tracks, your songs, your bars, your beats. Hey, and it's, and it's, and it's only one thing that we ask. What, what's the Make what's sure it's chopped up and not slopped up. Not That's slopped all up. that we ask. You know what I'm saying? So just make sure for all the, all the listeners... Hashtag chopped up, not slopped up. Give us the artist's name and song and let us know. Keep it or leave it. Yeah. Or better yet, you can give us the fire emoji or the little, you know what I'm saying, the little dookie emoji. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I can say the other words on the radio, so I'm going to say dookie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We on that thing. But listen, after you sing your music, you know we're going to vibe and play out with you. But in the meantime, we're going to jump back into some of this content. George Lee, what you got for us, bro? Man, so coming up on the conscious chop... <laughs> You know what I mean? We got in the in the wake of the election and everything in the results, we had a whole bunch of different people from different demographics become the first black person or the first gay person or the first Native American person to represent either a, a, a state be in the office particularly or you know what I'm saying kind of being in Congress representing the state you know what I mean and kind of being conscious kind of you know what I'm saying in terms of being aware thinking critically we got to ask ourselves about kind of the illusion of inclusion or kind of what representation means in terms of in terms of investment wait 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 you mean, to, what, you, mean to, you mean to tell me being elective ain't enough just getting some black people in first black person that's that's not we're not done I mean, I mean, I'm going I'm to say it simply. People, we cannot forget Black Lives Matter emerged under a black president. Right. You right. Well, yeah, Damo. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, here, I'm, I'm here for it, bro. I'm here for it. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I got a, I got a, I got a quick quote, you know what I'm saying, you know, yeah. uh, shout out to all the black women out there, you know what I'm saying, and really in, in, in all, in all walks of life too, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. from professional to not professional to, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, hustling, getting in the corporate world, getting in the streets, all black women out there, shout out to y'all, you know what I'm saying, I got this quote from this particular black woman, you know, you can find her uh, on Facebook. Book. You can find her on Instagram. Her name is Kenfo Collective, spelled with K's. You know what I'm saying? Kenfo spelled with a K, Clipper spelled with a K. She said that representation only matters if the people who represent you are invested in you. Mm-hmm. The first black whoever elected don't mean shit if they're not invested in the radical politics that prioritize poor black people's well-being. Black politicians aren't a win for us by virtue of being black. She went on to say, if they're going to rub shoulders and be diplomatic with their white counterparts, issuing tepid admonishments of racist policies, how does representation matter? What does it matter if they're not willing to use whatever power they have to bring tangible change to us? End quote. Shout out to Kenfo Collective. Yeah. Yo. And this is, and this is facts. This is why. Uh... Oh, OG from our debate community, mm-hmm. Doug Dennis. We know who that is, right? Absolutely. Shout out to Doug. Shout out to Doug, OG. He asked, he posed a question on Facebook. Who is the most influential black person uh, in politics in the last 50 years? It's not Barack Obama. It's Clarence Thomas. Mm. You feel me? It's Clarence Thomas. As a Supreme Court justice, he... Uh, plays a role in dictating, or, or not necessarily dictating, but translating the Constitution. 
and the decisions that he made, he didn't made a ton of decisions that's uh, uh, antithetical to black interests. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you can you you can have you can have the first blacks. You can have uh, people like Ben Carson. Hey. You, know hey, you can have them and for the listeners, be clear. Let me be clear for the listeners, you feel me? My man said influential, but he was talking about influential in real, talking like this pure influence, like mere influence. So right. influential not being positive, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Being That's like this influence. That's a clear distinction. Impact. Because influential, like influence in general, you feel me? That's what Impact. It is. Shit. And so, and so I, I, I feel you 100%. It's a question of who you represent, not who you look like. Toyo, uh, a phrase that you taught me that I always thought was beautiful was uh, not all uh, skin folk is skin yeah, folk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, not you know what I'm saying? That's something we say down south too, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm, knew it was one of y'all. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Kenfo Collective with that being said too. But another thing, I think this also doesn't apply to just black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Colorado also elected its first gay governor. You know what I'm saying? Like how, 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 uh, how invested is, uh, what's his name? Let me put his name up, put his name up and see uh, Jared Polis. You know what I'm saying? How, how, how invested is Jared Polis to like the LGBT community? And is it just like mere, like, yay, we got, you know what I'm saying, a gay person represented in a system that, you know what I'm saying, don't give a damn about gay people and all that matters. We're going to be rubbing shoulders with, you feel me, all the straight people, you know what I'm saying, pushing policies that's really not good for, you know what I'm saying, LGBTQ or gay people, you know what I'm saying, like, that's a question. Like, I think the thing that, you know, kind of correlates and resonates the most with me as we talk about, like, are these people who, you know, the governor of California, the new governor of Massachusetts, the governor potentially uh, in Stacey Abrams of Georgia and so on and so forth. I mean, and people in different offices, like all of that is cool, but I'm reminded of Barack Obama and the scapegoat excuse that he that people made for him which is when it's all said and done he was not black people's president you know what i'm saying he was not only black people's president and so that got him you know i think that mitigated a lot of the criticisms people had about barack obama not doing stuff for black people is that you have to remember at the end of the day these are still politicians these are still people who as much as they run on tickets of change of hope of shifting of you know removing and you know problematic policies from off the books and making actions and they still politicians when it's all said and done and so they get to have the ultimate cop out of saying you know my hands are tied because of this thing because of that thing i'm hamstrung and you see what that guy beat old rourke you know what i'm saying he was a little bit too uh i think possibly for some people in Texas, direct about helping black single mothers, about helping immigrants, about and he was calling them people out by name. That meant he was trying to be their president, right? To primary you know, to 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 forefront their issues, which yes, is I minute. think tiptoed, a lot of other candidates in different offices tiptoed around, right? They talked about oppressed people. They talking about the need for change. They talk about the common American and then tie in these threads of oppression and struggle with what the common American is dealing with. So they never really speak divisively. Yeah. But that is, but that that, is speak, that but that like speak to how we, to be it's, it's a particular group of people. 
It's just the way we at, though. You feel me? Because, you know what I'm saying, a whole bunch of other people in different, you know, uh, state state elections, you know, state campaigns, they spoke to a particular demographic whenever they were doing their campaign, they were able to win. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just, you know, but also in pure numbers, you feel me? Like, white folks make up, you know, majority of the country uh, or, or they... they, they they figure out ways politically to gerrymander and red district and red line and reshape and reshape, reship, you know what I'm saying, different lines to and make it where they get there. And have broken know? ballot machines and have ballot machines that's locked in basements. Yeah, that hiding ballot machines yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But, I mean, but also, just going going back to the conversation we was talking about, uh, the first, one thing that we got to recognize as, as, like, people witnessing this history, right, is that... The first, like, it shouldn't be exceptional. It should be the standard. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's ever like, oh, my God, we elected a white president. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or like, oh, but, like, now, but, 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 but the reason why they don't do that because the institution made for them. No, I, I, the I space get made that. for them. Right, right. Okay. All right, bro. I get that. Okay? I get that. What I'm saying, though, you feel me, is, as we've seen with uh, all the women... You know what I'm saying? With women like Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the indigenous women from Kansas. You feel me? You got yeah. you have more of a, 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 a reflection, more so of... Uh, yeah, shout out to Sharice Davids, you right. know what I'm saying, from Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Like you, but, you, but you have more a, a reflection of what different communities look like and more different communities being represented. You know what I'm saying? The, the idea is that that shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, we have these types of people. It should be a pipeline, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, we should no longer just be... It's just like, even if we take it to a cultural level, we shouldn't just be like, oh, this kid from the hood got into Harvard. Man, he he able to... It should be who's next. You know what I'm saying? Like, building... Yeah. Like, making it to where it's not something that's out of the ordinary. But, 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 but I think, but, but not only who's next, though, but I think it's keeping, I feel like, Kenfo Collective's last question that she kind of rhetorically asked is, what does it matter if they are not willing to use whatever power they have to bring tangible to change for us, whoever us may be, whether it's black people, LGBTQ people, uh, Native Americans, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, what does it matter if they're not willing to use whatever Whatever power they have to bring tangible to change for us, you know what I'm saying. So I think that that's 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 the reason why I want to call this the illusion of inclusion because a lot of times it's a lot of representation that gets championed as like there is like as if it's you know what I'm saying breaking a, a glass ceiling or you know what I'm saying even if you want to go to who's next it's like who's next to do what though you know what I'm saying it's like we're gonna get it's taking it out of when I say who's next what I'm saying is. Like, cause what you're talking about is the ter- like, and what Kimfo Collective is talking about the people that we put out into the world that like do that do that accomplish that first, right? What what is their role? What do they do? What I'm saying is yeah. in terms of how we <coughs> respond to these people in general, right? The, like how how do we treat the idea of what it means to be first, right? We look at it as oh, it's exceptional, like that's something that's out of the ordinary. Like, what I'm saying is that, like, women like Ilhan Omar shouldn't be out of the ordinary. We should make Agreed. them the standard. Like, we should make yeah. women of color a part of governance. I mean, but I kind of want to tether this to, I think, a broader cri- criticism People of, of color in general. 
uh, tethered this conversation to a broader conversation about like the democratic process of being relevant again. Like I think these niggas fail because they don't have a next up mentality. They don't have a jam the system mentality. They let a lot of people organically get pissed off about America and then start running for, you know, office. You have teachers or the former teacher who got recognized by Obama who run, won her race or whatever and now she's like a congressperson or a representative. You have just organic people who are like I'm a mayor or I'm an attorney or I'm a whatever and I'm just sick of this shit that run, but there is not there was never a next up Obama. There was never a right. how do we continue. There was no orchestrated attempt right. to, to catalyze somebody or boost somebody into the position to be a viable candidate Agreed. that can really run and stand toe-to-toe with what you saw were the angry and disgruntled machinations of a Trump era, right? We right. saw that coming a mile away. We knew uh, Republicans and started to see him run and knew that it was about to be politics turned on his head. So Democrats never produced another, the, the, the two punch to the one, right? They right. had a first candidate, but that was never a part of their agenda, which is why they fell so poorly. You try, I mean, my thing is you figure out and you think the Republicans or conservatives will run out of people, but it seems like every time Donald Trump fires somebody, somebody worse. Somebody like even the, yeah. the new um dude, the new attorney general that's taking, uh, what's his name? Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions place. What is it? Mitchell? Uh, it started with an M. I don't remember the name. Mackey, Mickey, something. Something, right? Yeah. But the guy who's sliding in to take uh, uh, Jeff Sessions' place is like, he be, he's basically like, I'd be damned if I recuse myself from this investigation. Like, I'm going to be right here part and parcel. And while he can't, he doesn't have the authority to outright strip uh, um, Robert Mueller from doing the investigation and strip the FBI. No, he what does. he does have the ability, no, what he does have the ability to do, <laughs> he probably won't combat that because that'll be too much political too much, suicide. Right, right, right. Sorry, it's just too. No, I was saying he has the authority he does have to the, do the authority. it. Yeah. But it what they're saying sense. he's going to do is start to pull and reallocate and squander their budget to the point where they don't have the resources to carry out this particular investigation. And so yeah. they they have a well, you know, when we look at uh, what we talk about the Spurs offense, you know, we basketball fans, it's like that. That next man up mentality, the next person up mentality, where where for every Kelly Kellyanne Conway that goes to the side, or every Sean Spicer that goes to the side, we got a what's the old girl's name now? Uh, that's the the, yeah, the, the, the media the media Sarah person. Huckabee Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Like for everyone, y'all knock down and get out of there, or do something wrong, or do something crazy. Don't worry, we got somebody else just as fanatical. They on they they on Alabama football. They 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 on rebuild. They just reload. But that's my argument, right? Like that, That's why we need to have that next man. We can't be like, oh, the system ain't made for us. And that's why it's like, nah, like we got that first. Now who's next? You feel me? And that's the one thing I will say about Donald Trump. Like him being the first jackass like to become president. Like, you know what? I, 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 I think I put this shit on Facebook too. I was like, I said something about... Uh, the good thing about Donald Trump being elected was that it pretty much showed you that anybody could be yeah. president. You feel me? Anybody could do this shit. And so you had all of these women who who really took that to heart. Like, if this dumb could to be Stacey Abrams. like I can at least run my, I can at least represent where I come from in Congress. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like? And shout out to all the black women that went to the polls and showed that and sh- showed out. You know what I'm saying? But then too, the same. But then this ain't all about politics too, though. Because this also being conscious is just about how, like, like in in general, 
black progression or black liberation cannot simply be boiled down to white acceptance and white recognition into spaces, places, or institutions, period. Agreed. I'm with you, man. Agreed. I mean, well, listen, um, shout out to everybody. And I think this was Dominique was alluding to who had a bunch of different approaches to dealing with the midterm elections. Uh, shout out to the people who voted. Shout out to the people who didn't vote. We know that it is a conundrum and a weird relationship that black people and people in general have with this uh, election process. And I've been seeing a whole lot of posts that are really reclaiming people's political autonomy to make those decisions for themselves without being scrutinized one way or another, particularly black people, for how they decide to relate to all this bullshit. Because that's what it is, is utter chaos, ridiculousness and bullshit. So, however you decide to cut through the fat, shout out to you. We out here just trying to live, thrive, and survive. Yeah, yeah. That being said, we finna get to some slaps. You know, uh, we actually, this is a remix. This is a run back. This is a chop up run back because this song just slaps. We headed straight into the weekend. And shoot, even, I don't care when you listen to this this, this here uh, episode, the weekend can be whenever you want it. You know what I'm saying? The name of this song is P-T-O-W. Uh, all we want to do... It's party for the weekend. That's all we want to do is party for the weekend. This is my boy, uh, Boy Dutch. You can check him on all mediums, all platforms. You should start at SoundCloud. That's where all the music goes. This is Boy Dutch. The name of this song is Party for the Weekend right here on the Chopper. All we let it do is party on the weekend. Yeah. When I get off it. At nine o'clock. I mean, listen. <clears throat> All we let it do is up and party on the weekend. Go up on the Tuesday, but we party on the weekend. All we let it do is up and party on the weekend. Go up on the Tuesday, but we party on the weekend. Pop it, pop it, move it, move it, drop it, drop it, shake it, shake it. Cause it's the weekend, we party on the weekend. Pop it, pop it, move it, move it, drop it, drop it, shake it, shake it. You can't tell My niggas, it's that happy weekend Rolling chocolate, that this like my city I stay cheap. Okay, now party, party on, party on Party people, don't wanna see no drama Can we all just party, you punk Like pop your drink and roll your block Now put it to the sky Why, it's time to get live Hold up, nigga, I'm hot, yeah All we let it do is up and party on the weekend Go up on the Tuesday, but we party on the weekend All we let Bros on the way, get some Hennessy back. Uh-huh. Yep, double crossing, I don't need nothing less. You better yeah. take my first yeah. last time yeah. I drink with the best. I'm yeah. running the rest, I'm beating the test, I'm, I'm like, get it. And everybody know that I be rapping Kansas City. Uh-huh. And everybody know that Killer City, you be gritty. Yeah. And everybody know that when we party, you be lit at. Up, down, left, right, hey, hands hey, to the ceiling. Hey, everybody hey, turning up because yeah, the norm in the bed. Yeah, 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 you see me rolling yeah, up, and yeah, I might yeah, let you hit it. All my people in the pussy, gon' keep the party with it. Get my people to the right, I see you turning up. Get my people to the left, I see you turning up. Damn, girl, 
off with the I see you turn a dog I'ma just be talking to the girl Turn a dog like Shawty swing my yeah. way you sure look good to me, God. Shawty, would you please swing my way so we can party on the weekend? All we need to do is have them party on the weekend. Go up on the Tuesday, but we party on the weekend. All we need to do is have them party on the weekend. Go up on the Tuesday, but we party on the weekend. Move it, move it, drop it, drop it, shake it, shake it Cause it's the weekend, we party on the weekend Pop it, pop it, move it, move it, drop it, drop it, shake it, shake it Cause it's the weekend, we party on the weekend We had a party on the weekend We had a party on the weekend We had a party on the weekend Heat from that boy, boy Dutch. It's party for the weekend. Represent Kansas City. Party on the weekend. Party on the weekend. Yeah, represent Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, and again, if you you got a homie and you ain't trying to listen to his shit, shoot him to chopupemail at gmail.com. That is the chopupemail at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Hey, and make sure. Hashtag chopped up, not slopped up. And let us know. Keep it or leave it. <laughs> Hashtag. What I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. What I, what I say, though. Chopped up, not slopped up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, I ain't got shit else to talk about but that politics chop. <laughs> so, I don't know how y'all feeling, but uh, I'm feeling a lot better because this election season is over. Yeah. You feel me? Now, I know everybody got a million things to say and a million feelings to express about how it turned out. Whether or not Democrats came out on top, yada, yada, yada. I mean, they took the house. Shout out to them for, you, you for, me? for at least sealing that deal. Getting something fucking right. You feel me? But the question is, what's next? Right. So what's y'all, what's how, next, how y'all what's feeling? What, what comes after this? I got some ideas, but I want to know what y'all think. I mean, when you say what comes after this, do you mean like... In a personal context, for niggas, for people, like I mean, let's let's do some forecasting. Like what? Um, I like, want to watch the trajectory of like the things that we care about. You feel me? Like what's the, what's the trajectory of politics? I, I'm excited for Maxine Waters to be over the uh, what was it? The, She's the, over the, the committee. <laughs> you messy. That's why you messy. Committee. <laughs> um, uh, ain't Maxine bites back. Um, that doesn't have anything to do with me directly, but I just know for a fact that she's not finna play no games with this man, and it's really finna be crazy. I also am excited for then the House's capabilities of conducting their own investigation separate from the FBI, what Mueller's gonna do. Me and Dominique were talking about that earlier, and I think that is fantastic news because, um, you know, as much as I don't know about the, the, the kind of minutia of the political process i'm mm-hmm. grateful for these these uh, safe fails <laughs> yeah. uh, you know these kind of safeties put into the system to make sure that you know there really is some type of balance even though it's all a sham uh you know yeah but but man i'm just i'm just i'm just i'm just thinking in terms of just for like the black community you feel me the two like the two kind of more polarized sides in terms of we should vote 
and you know uh, make sure we keep the legacy of our ancestors going and fought for the right for us to vote they got killed to vote we should go vote for them and then for the niggas that was like we ain't voting the system broke this that and the other like what's next for, for like you know what i'm saying for these two polarizing sides specifically you know what i'm saying does like like this the, is what the ancestors legacy did for civil rights and what they did to you know what i'm saying help us get the vote does it like will it only matter for 2020 when next time we go to you know what i'm saying to, to vote or you know what i'm saying like what do we like what y'all doing on the in between you know what i'm saying for that side you know what i'm saying for the side that's like you know the system broke this that and the other it's like so is the only work you doing is coming out during election time and criticizing how the system don't work like what are you doing in the meantime in between time you know what i'm saying right and right, i feel right. like that's that's like those are the two questions that i feel like i'm kind of like kind of thinking about in terms of what's next but I feel like those are the G-check questions for both sides of the issue, right? Because for the people who just want to vote and make all this rah-rah noise about, you know, being invested in the political process, like, the question is, okay, so what you doing on the block and in the neighborhood to make sure people are, you know, knowledgeable or have access to the, the, the things that these politicians are doing? What are you doing, like, to, you know, participate in grassroots movements that are filling the holes in that legislation and policy won't fix? Like, if you're not doing anything in that regard then you kind of, you know, just voted to kind of vote and flex and get a sticker about something that you did, but don't really have anything material to back that up. On the other side, if you were, like, politically apathetic, like, fuck voting, that ain't a thing, whatever, whatever, again, what is you doing materially in a community, in a community capacity that helps to p- patch up the holes that you already know political participation is going to fail to patch up? Like, are you, part, you know, cleaning up your community? Do you walk the streets and go clean up your neighborhood because you understand that these people don't have the interests of the environment at heart? Like, you know, I, I can come up with a thousand different examples of are you doing this, are you doing that, particularly for niggas, right? But, uh that it becomes a wash both directions because if you ain't coming full circle with your business you ain't really talking about nothing and i think you know i say this and i reflect and kind of implicate myself because my time is running out to use the fact that i'm a transplant to socal as an excuse to like not be a part of something you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying like i've been living here going on year number four and part of it is that this area is so big and then orange county is orange county that i don't feel rooted in this community for real like i don't really have any overwhelming investment in it because it's kind of too big but the other side of it is that that is just another excuse yeah. that allows for... It was, you missed out on the protest today. Yeah, I, I was at work. So I walk, it was anything. a walkout. I'm, I'm educating young people. It was a walkout. Of where? Uh, in Orange County? Well, we walked in. And <laughs> so, different strategies, similar results. All right. I'm saying is, you know, even in moments where I can't do some of those things, I wish I was kind of keener and more apt and more responsive to showing up to stuff and doing stuff. Cause yeah. I, I I can't use that for an excuse forever. I'm a grown woman. I gotta you know reinvest and and put back. I I think I feel that I feel that and and I, and, and I've been focused on two things like literally since day two right of like immediately after like the first I think that uh, somebody got to push a conversation of okay this is what you do before you start voting. Right before you start thinking about voting, the question is: At this time now, we got two years. Mm-hmm. Who would I want to vote for? You feel me? Who would I want? What effort? Even in, in, even if I still don't want to vote, what efforts do I want to put forth? You know what I'm saying? As it pertains to things that I think are important. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's that like that conversation of what political engagement looks like 
before it gets to the ballot box. Right. Before we start having that conversation. I think that's extremely important. And I think that's what's really, that's what you really consider thinking through political engagement. Because if, if, yeah. if, if your whole conversation is about whether or not we should be voting, you feel me? Like, <laughs> you already missed the point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know how you missed the point. You got this wrong starting point. You started, you started going to the ballot, and it's like, exactly. it's, it's a whole it's, it's a whole bunch of things that happens before we get to the ballot, and it's like, really, the, the ballot is the end point. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's when, you, then, that's when you're starting to get through. That's when you're trying to get the results for everything that you're supposed to be developed to help right. or ask for or make sure it was on the table. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's why I came myself in, too, because I feel like this is my first time going and voting. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that. And it's not because it's my first time going and voting. And my cousin's my first time going to vote. Now I can feel like I'm responsible. It's that I call myself going in there, going and voting, and being responsible in terms of, you know what I'm saying? I knew what was going on and shit. They, and, and on my ballot here in Oklahoma, it was just a lot of questions about judges that I just was not. Like, it was like, I feel like shit, it was a test. I thought the test was only going to have two sections. The test had three sections sections and shit. I failed the whole section. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was like, you asked me a whole bunch of questions. Like, do I want to do this? Yes or no? It was like, shit, like me, me, how I'm programming, how I'm conditioned. You asking me, for, you asking me to do something I don't know what's going on? No. So I put no on everything. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, but the, but, the, but second, the, the second thing that I was going to say, though, that, uh, that I was focused on post-election was... You know what I'm saying? And and it was the political theater. And the reason and what I mean by political theater is 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 actually the way politics is playing out on a global scale. And not not necessarily global scale, but like on the on the uh on a federal scale, like mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of the executive yeah. and the congressional. And the reason why I say political theater, I know federal Toya, level. Toya uh been hearing me say this a lot, is because that's the only way niggas can have a conversation about politics. Without niggas jumping up talking about, but shit, that don't matter to black people. You feel me? Like niggas don't. That ain't got nothing to do with. It's like, yeah, I feel that. You feel me? But at the same time, the uh, like this is the this is the type of shit that reverberates mm-hmm. down to us. Right, so we. Now I feel like I feel like I thought I don't really thought that thought this too. I feel like I feel stupid though, and it kind of in a little bit where it's like. I'm like, I don't want to contradict myself too much, but I feel like when you think about it in terms of niggas going to jail, it's like, but niggas going to jail, and it's like, ain't that Rockefeller that made the distinction between, um, like, a, a crack cocaine and a crack, you know what I'm saying? Like, within a federal policy? Uh, yeah, 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 but, um, but, but, but what I mean by, but what I mean by political theater is more so uh, what's happening with, with Donald Trump and his, and his Russia investigation. Like, what we about to witness is about to be on, like, Nixon levels. You feel me? Like, you got Donald... The president... Like, think about this. Like, think about this. You're talking about, like, talking about like Watergate, Richard Nixon levels? Bro, yes. Like, uh, this, is, this is bigger than Watergate. This is about to be bigger than Watergate. We looking at the possibility of the president's son about to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Now I predicted this. I predicted this a few months back when Paul Manafort first started snitching, uh, because Donald Trump Jr. like told some lies about uh, this meeting that he went to with the with the Russian to get the dirt on Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. He lied to Congress, and Manafort knew that. And if Manafort could corroborate that that Donald Trump Jr. lied with, you know, what I'm saying uh, with law enforcement, his ass is going to jail. Mm-hmm. And now that the election is over. That's what we about to look at. Like we we really about to be. Uh, it's, it's it's really important that niggas get active 
because politics in general is about to be shaking the fuck up because the president and his people and his family about to go to jail. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and what I mean by that is like niggas need to use this as an opportunity to take hold of something. You feel me? Like this is like this is an opportunity to be like, look, y'all, like y'all failing. Y'all fucking up. You know what I'm saying? Like we now can't like we we can look up and be like, yo, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? I can be in this office. You feel me? So, you know, uh what what I'm what I'm looking forward to is like how how like we as a people react to the collapse of like what we've understood as like uh, politics traditionally, because mm-hmm. Donald Trump didn't fuck that all up. Yeah. So like we we got to fill in that gap somehow. I mean, or we got to create I think a space the, in that the, gap. We have to be committed to not going back to the old normal too. Like this is a time for a political revolution, right? To yeah. really take hold of some systems and structures that we've been barred access from and been delegitimizing and really shape them into what we want them to look like. And this goes back to the having people in the canon. Like, for 2020, when another batch of elections come around and another batch of, you know what I'm saying, potential local constituents uh, are in question, right, from mayors to, I mean, just whatever, people need to be prepared to start to fill those spaces. This goes back to the conversation we was having before the election, which is like, it does not matter if there is no political strategy behind any of these things. You know what I'm saying? So... People got to galvanize. Like, this is the best time yeah. for organi- organizing because I'm they're organizing this momentum. Yeah. I mean, and, and, like, yo, we have so many women of color, like, yeah. in, in positions of power. You feel me? Like, it's... it's and, and, and going back, talking about representation, like, this is our opportunity to be like, look, you, it's not just a, it's not just like, oh, and Obama. We got a Ayanna Presley. We got a Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Like we got that. You feel me? So it's it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see how we as like the you know how we all respond um and and how it all play out because you know women in general got a problem with Donald Trump. Women of color especially, and the House now got all these new women of color, and uh, they oversight. Can I? Can I ask y'all a question? I'm just sitting here kind of thinking about what we're talking about, and it's really an age-old question, but I think when we talk about both, you know, representation and people in positions of power, but also what we're doing next, um, this kind of fits both. You know, well, I want to hear what y'all have to say about it. Uh, The black agenda. There isn't one, right? Right. Just like there isn't really a gay agenda, just like there isn't really a um, women's agenda, right? But there are issues that are important and near and dear to us that we arguably and as other people have criticized, need to formulate and get behind so that we start making demands on people who are in these positions of power. So do you feel like that is what's... How do y'all feel about a black agenda? If we have one, what do you think issue... What issues should be at the top of that that we want to see people who look like us, sound like us, have been triumphant in these elections? What do do we want them to to work toward? Or is there a material thing we want these people to be doing? I think... I think what we work I think what we working toward is space. You feel me? And cuz like like you said there is no black monolith. There is no there are no singular issues where yeah, there's no black agenda other than they want to be left the hell alone. Right. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I mean by space, right? Like the like the ability to function uninhibited. The ability to like be to black and gay, to be black and, and artistic, to be black and smart, like right? mm-hmm. to be black 
and then just do and, and just, yeah, just do shit. Black and trans to be, right. you know what I'm saying? I guess black and Hebrew to be black and Muslim. Mm. Right, right. And, 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 and in order for us to, to be black and ugly. And, <laughs> and in order for us to have this space, we got to create. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's yeah. a million ways to do it, but I think one important way is is through politics and occupying positions of power where when those uh, those institutions are trying to do things to take that space away from us, to take that, you know, to, to prohibit us from being black and, yeah. and living our lives, you feel me? We got people that, we, we have checks on that. Yeah. Like, and regardless yeah. of how you feel about government, Having checks on the ability to, for government to make things worse is a good thing. Yeah. What about you, Lee? Yeah, that's like some, some, some I said, you still yeah. able to complain. You still able to complain whether you voted or not, because regardless, you still going to be held under the authority of whoever voted in, regardless whether you voted or not. So it don't, it don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, the judge is the judge, the sheriff is the sheriff, the, the, the con- congressional district is the, con- you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Uh, f- for, for me, I think that, like, it, in terms of, like, being specific, like, I would like to, like, hear, like, a black candidate, you know what I'm saying, like, really talk about, you know, mass incarceration, really talk about, you know what I'm saying, specific bills, either, like, on whatever level they own, you know what I'm saying, uh, whatever city or country or city or state they in, talk about, you feel me, like, the unique ways that incarceration have impacted their community. I know that's something that impacted the black community, you know what I'm saying, like, throughout, you know what I'm saying, the country, you feel me, and also Native, you know what I'm saying, around communities, too, you know what I'm saying, also, you feel me the, uh, the, uh, like like the, the pay gap you know what I'm saying just how you feel me like you know uh, uh, women pay less than men black people pay less than white people you know what I'm saying Mexicans pay less than white people you feel me like just different you know what I'm saying different stuff like that you feel me like like economics incarceration health care you know what I'm saying but specifically for black people but you know what I'm saying I'm a but though I ain't gonna I ain't gonna ignore though you know what I'm saying Toya what you said earlier you feel me in terms of that's what you feel like with mess beat up you know what I'm saying kind of speaking to specific like minority groups and kind of how they kind of just turned out some white people because you know at the end of the day it's kind of like you got to play checkers I mean you got to play chess not checkers but at the same time you still got to be mindful and critical of the system that you in because like sometimes what happens is you feel me people kind of go into with this mantra of being radical and doing change and representing people and then they start playing the game and they forget what they was what I'm saying get into and they just be playing the game so we end up being, you don't really do nothing for the people that you said you're representing, the people that think that you represent them. You're just playing the game. And it's just like, man, no, he still was just the first black so-and-so or still the first gay so-and-so. And it's just like, at the end of the day now, all you left is like with symbolic hope. That's all you mean. That's the only value you have. It's like a metaphysical, symbolic hope that hopefully is going to inspire someone to do something, but you didn't really give no material change to folks. You feel me? Like you sold us dope and hope. But the dope was hope. Meaning there was no real dope. <laughs> real, 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 yeah, real, real, real. yeah. I mean, but you know, it's the 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 future is interesting. I I want to say it's bright. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> I want to say it's bright. I mean, it's yeah. interesting because it's like uh, we we we've had some. We got some. Because in, in this election, we got some victories. like really big victories, especially with taking over the house and representation wise, symbolically. And then, you know, with what Abrams is going through, what Gillum is going through, and Beto taking that arrow, nationally, you know, it, it was some stuff that we wanted to see happen that didn't really go down. But 
It's still looking good though. Yeah. Hey, and before we cap out too, Damo, what what do you think? Who who do you think is gonna emerge for like the Democratic, you know what I'm saying, like person that's gonna try to run in twenty twenty? Like or like actually my better question is when do you think people will start announcing if they're going to opt into the, you know what I'm saying, like the, 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 the I guess the, would it be primary election? I say, uh, yeah, I, I'll say within the next, I'll say within the next, really within the next month or so, within the next two to three months, you, I mean, because you already got people who, you got people like Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I mean, I didn't even seen an, I didn't even seen an article talking about Hillary Clinton is still the best chance for Democrats. I don't know where that came from, but um, yeah, then you got man. other people like um, I can't think of his name, but the the uh, he was a black uh, governor of Massachusetts. Um, he he tight with Obama. They want him to run. Um, Eric Holder is hmm. another one. Uh, so. Oprah. Uh, I I mean I'm telling you. I'm people, say she ain't I know. People, I, I mean, but you know every election. Everybody like, say somebody yeah. that, that they not. Oh, gonna run. Oprah and Michelle Obama. But, sorry, they not running niggas. I mean, but you know what? If Oprah, like that would be my, that would be my dream candidate. Oprah would be my dream candidate. And I, I say that explanation for another show. She ain't qualified. Like Donald Trump ain't qualified, and I'm okay with saying that as much as I love Oprah. <laughs> <Like>, next. <laughs> Hey, I mean that's really what. Hey, she ain't qualified, but though I feel like she, I feel like you know what I'm saying. It's a, a racist white woman got a thing for Oprah. Yeah, yeah. but I say that leave it alone. I would say that leave it alone. I just don't see her handling <laughs> geopolitics with the keenness. Uh, like, I, but you know what? I do. Like I think black. I, 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 I do that. I do too. I do. I see her being able to deal with it very diplomatically. You know, I don't know if that's a diplomatically. I feel like I said that weird, kind of my tongue weird. But I feel like she'd be able to do a, do the damn thing. I just, I just feel like I'm be real with you. I feel like I don't, I I don't know how much I feel black people. Listen, I think that I, this is what I think. You don't make as much money as Oprah made without having the ability to handle, like, especially <laughs> negotiate. But I mean, she she started. Huh, a black woman from Mississippi went to Chicago and came being there. You got to exactly. you got to know how to know, you got to know, know how to navigate some things. And she didn't get rich in the liberal ass two thousands. She got rich in the nineties. The eighties and the nineties. And the, you know what I'm saying? Like so, for her to for her to you know be who she is. I mean, in this country, she got some. Like, and she I gotta got come. I gotta come correct and kind of meet you out there because the the the. Metric for qualification just in this country has changed. We it's want they they want no, less politician and more real person, more person who. Hey, and the people that I hey, and, 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 and too, I purposely said white women though, because like you know, white women in my in my opinion, in terms of the, like demographics of, of of identity sets, white women is really becoming a swing vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you can get, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. And I'll say this as well. I say this and as Oprah well. got white women. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, and I say this as well. When you look white at, women got yeah. Oprah. <laughs> when you look at when you look at Obama, uh, uh, first time senator, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump, no political experience. We trending away from the traditional political experience, translating into presidency, right? Because there's a there's a tra- there's now a cultural connection that's. Uh, 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 that's being recreated, but but there's also resistance to that. Like that there are true. also a large population of people who are just like, I am sick of these 
any old bodies rolling up and yeah. you know, I'm sick of these pop running. cultural cultural yeah, like, I want somebody uh, popular people. Like I think that was the biggest captivation for uh for Stacey Abrams. It's like she is overqualified. Everything from being valedictorian to having law degrees to do or whatever degree she has to whatever. And then Brian Kemp is like he has a degree in like the environment or some weird shit. Like probably environmental something, law. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And like so I, there is this tug of war and this reframing of qualification and qualified candidates and people are hungering and clamoring for people who know how this stuff goes down. That way you don't have this overdose of political theater that we have over-ingested and become so critical of. Yeah, well, y'all gonna get enough yeah. of this in the um, in the future because it's, it's really all about to go down. The future of politics is really interesting. And uh, I'm going to try to bring it to y'all in, in, in the best way that I can. Make sure y'all follow at the political plug on Instagram. Yeah. You feel me? For more, for a little bit more of these breakdowns. But. I mean, well, actually, George, where can they find you at? At Conscious Lee on oh, Instagram. Oh, yeah, at yeah. Conscious Lee. C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-L-E-E. I almost, I almost misspelled it for a minute on y'all ass, but consciously, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's Oklahoma. I'm tired, you know what I'm saying? We're yeah. recording late, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. And of course, if you're trying to get that high definition. Oh, yeah. Higher definition underscore LEC. Higher definition underscore LEC. That's on, uh, shoot, Twitter. I think that's on Facebook. Um and of course on Instagram. So higher definition underscore L E C. Matter of fact, on Twitter it's H D L E C underscore. So find me. Higher definition. Just Google me. I tell you what, Google higher definition leadership and empowerment uh on the day to day, on the week to week. I got some encouragement, some motivation, some inspiration, a little bit of push to get you through day to day. And you know what I say, live your life in higher definition. See, see, you know, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying, in the meantime, in between time, you feel me? This is the chopper. You know. And we're going to catch y'all next time. We got to yeah. chop, chop, chop This is the chopper. This is the chopper. This is the chopper, but no one can do it live. My name is Cam G, the coolest. Allow me to do the honor. I'm with my sister Toya G, and she's straight out of KC. Moved to the West Coast, but still gonna keep it G. We got together to give the people something that's free. The chop up should come off organically, cause on the mic, on the phone, we're gonna have these conversations anyway. And make sure you chop it up with us on the social media. And you can chop up any day, cause you can stream us in any place. And didn't I say I was Cam G, the coolest? Thank you.